up, said that Rose. Bitches in my old phone. <laughs> Let me stop tripping, man. Uh, I'm really going to sing, man. I, I, don't, I don't care what y'all think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up, people? Um, PC Podcast, VLG Podcast. Welcome to the show. If you are unfamiliar, get familiar. You will be hearing this voice for a very long time on many different outlets. So, um, yeah, let's get with it, man. Um, I don't know that for sure, for sure, man. I'm just saying you put it out in the universe and it, and it happens. I don't know who's listening, but people are listening. Um, the numbers, listen, <laughs> we all have dreams, and I'm just happy that anybody who picks this podcast and chooses to listen to it is doing so. I can't really do it for the numbers. I'm really doing it just for me and just to understand that this is something I can accomplish. And I want everybody else to believe that same thing or have that same line of thought going on in their heads. Um, Yeah, today's show is going to be really... (laughs) I'm going to try to keep it serious for you people. Um, I'm going to break, like, at some points during the show. I wrote the whole thing out, man. I got it all lined up and um, formatted. I think it's formatted the way I want it to go, but it is, listen, it's a a crazy topic, but it seems like it's piggybacking off of the last show, where I ended the last show, actually. So it's a good direction, man. I'm finding a flow, I I think. I, I don't know for sure. And as I was going to say, that um, these last couple of shows have been pretty serious um, or pretty structured and the topics have been kind of heavy. Uh, but I, don't worry, I have a, I have a off the rails, just, you know, a shit show coming for you guys and it will be out soon. Um, you know, listen, I got a tripper show. It's called the Tripper Show for a reason. If you ain't never been on a trip without leaving, without getting on a plane or a bus or a train, then you won't get it, and it's just going to sound crazy and incoherent to you. But, yeah, the Tripper show, it's already wrote, man. Like, I wrote out some of it. (laughs) I don't know if I should take another trip just to write out the rest of it. But, yeah, man, um, that show is coming, so I'm sorry for the serious topics I know they've been a little bit heavy lately, but these are the things that's on my mind and things that you need to know, or I feel you need to know, and my thoughts and opinions coming from my perspective, you know? No offense, but, you know, the show is not about you. It's about me, all right? That's why you're listening to it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I'm in in semi-sober mode tonight, you know? I had an eventful night, and... um, Actually, it's funny how it comes up. Um, I was talking to some other parents, and um, just it was just, and I had this topic. I wrote it down. Um, yeah, yo, it's just like, yo, what's wrong with the kids, man? Like, I don't know what the title of this show yet, because it seems like we love the babies too much. But only if they're ours, though. Like, the rest of the babies in the world, we don't... Yo, it's crazy. Like, the the, the, the the contrast of the different levels or states of 
children in this country and in this world that we live in. Remember, think globally, not locally, people. The world is bigger than your hood. Um, it's just, it's crazy, man. Like, just all, just the shit I'm seeing and just the way the kids are growing up these days, man. Um, and I, I just had to question. I'm like, are we, are these kids soft? Like, technically, as compared to... I guess you could say the era I grew up in or the way things were when I was growing up or kids beneath me were growing up. It just seems weird, man. Like, are these kids soft or are we, as parents, like, are we too, like, are we too overprotective of our children or do we try and shelter them to a certain extent, like, too much. Because, um, listen, you can hide, you can bring your kid up in a certain type of environment, but at some point in time, they're going to have to encounter that outside environment that you try to keep them from. Like, trust me, um, that, you know, this is such a, it, it's funny, the irony of it, because this is just a combo I had earlier. And, to a certain point, at at a certain point in this conversation, I I uttered the words, "Hey, listen, there's always a scholarship for some underprivileged kid, so your kid's gonna encounter it at some point." And at that point, I find myself saying, "I'm like, yo, what do I sound like right now? Like that's that's pretty bad, man. Like I sound like." Sound like some yuppie or somebody who's never had it hard. And trust me, I've had moments in my life that have been hard, especially um, just coming up and just periods of life that have been crazy. Like, we all go through it. It just, it's like the things that I went through, I'm trying to not have my kid go through, but I think that's, or it should be every parent's mentality in terms of raising their child. It's not to give them everything that you wish you had as a child or give them everything they want. It's just to try to keep them from having to go through some of the hard times that you went through. But do we overdo it in certain aspects of it? Because, uh, listen, I myself am a punk-ass parent, and I... I admit this. So it's one of these things where it's just questions I have, people, because these kids are they're just, <laughs> they're a little bit weird, just to say the least. They're just a little bit weird for my liking. Um, and this is so many questions that just come up. It's just like, would you let your kid do all the things you did as a child, or is it just completely out of the question because I listen, I'm not listen, my parents were very good parents. I I had freedom as a child, um, to be a child and I think about some of the things I did as a child, like jumping off the top of the fucking monkey bars and hopping fences and doing all types of crazy shit and I think to myself, I'm like, would I 
allow my kid to do that. Like if I was at the park with him and he was about to jump off the top of the monkey bars, like would I allow that? I don't know. And it's um, it's one of those things where I'm like, damn, am I, am I that soft? Or have we gone that soft as parents in general that we won't let our kids do or try certain things that we ourselves had done? Even if it's just some reckless shit at the playground or just some next shit. Like, I mean, we all try to protect our kids from harm, but are we overdoing it, man? Like, it's it's one of those things. So, would I want him to do everything I did as a child? No. I wouldn't want him to go on. (laughs) I would not want him him and his friends to go on walking journeys just to go you know, be kleptos and thieves because it's a completely different day and age now and he could wind up getting shot over some shit like that. So, no, I would not want him to do everything I did, but I do want him to have the life of a child and the freedom to do stupid things, if you get my drift. Um, It's the fact that, you know, I still question whether I'm ever, you know, going to allow my kid to walk or take the bus to school. I've seen so many, like, yo, the media outlet is so powerful that it will have you doing things like this because you're like, yo, I've seen the shit that goes on on school buses. And I, I don't, there was one year of my life where I had to ride a school bus to school. And that's when I lived in Georgia and half of the fucking time I didn't even go keeping it a buck with you. There were a couple of times I showed up like completely like trashed for a high school kid. There's no reason for me to do that dumb shit. And would I want him to do th- that shit? Hell no. I might actually spaz out if he got caught doing some shit like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, listen, here's the funny thing, man. None of us know how this parenthood shit works. Um, it's just one of these things that you think about, and it's just the questions that I have. I'll I'll ran them off to you. It's like, hey, do kids even meet up and play outside all day? Or is that that's done for? Because I think it is. I think it is done for, um, due to the age of technology, where you can play with your friends without leaving your house, without leaving your fucking room, without picking up a phone at all. So I think that's done. Granted, I do still see kids playing basketball in the park and only in urban areas, though. In the suburban areas, it's kind of quiet for all of that. Um, In the ghettos, there will always be social activity outside amongst the youngsters. But I I, I don't know. It's just a different life now, man. Um, And the main question, like, uh, you know, this is something I ask everybody. I'm like, you know... (laughs) <laughs> Our parents told us don't talk to strangers. I mean, it's like, yo, was was pedophilia around back then? Granted, it was because the Catholic Church is a prime example of this shit. So it definitely was going on. But it's one of those things where it's like, yo, did, is this like, oh, is it was it this rampant? Um, like, uh, like was it this rampant back then, or is shit just on Front Street and out of control these fucking days? And is that why they keep all the kids inside and why we're so overprotective? Because, you know, this shit is pushing our face. And we're like, 
yeah, I don't want anything to happen to my kid in that manner. So, and everybody's a fucking weirdo these days, man. Um, there was some white guy in a pickup truck. He probably owned one of the fucking businesses in the joint. And um, we were all weary of him being in the pickup truck and our kids playing out there. Because it was like, yo. And I said, yeah, I'm wrong. I'm foul for this. But I said, I was like, yo, you know why we all leery? Because if there was going to be somebody who shot some shit up, it would be him. It wouldn't be any of us. It would be that dude. <laughs> Which is true. But it's true, though. Like, it's mean, but it's true. And I'm not going to tell you. I don't. I mean, I guess I already said what race the dude was. But, um, yeah, it, it's like, yo, we all don't want anything bad to happen to our kids. And we all have this attitude, like, you know, like, I'm willing to go to jail for my kid. Listen, because I, I have even told my son, like, yo, daddy don't plan to go to jail. But if I if I do, it'll be over you. And, um... It just led me to the question, like, is that why, like, you see these parents fighting teachers, you see parents fighting other parents, just all types of parental fuckery, like the the parents being on the kid's side against the teacher instead of, when I was coming up, the parent being on the teacher's side and the kid was always in trouble for not listening to the adult. It's just some weird, it's a weird crossroad. It's that uh, the generational separation is a is a real thing, people, just to, to say the least on that front. And um, it's just questions, man. Like, it's, it's um, like, the real question is, like, how much does technology play a role in all of this? Um, it's a very heavy factor when you really think about it because as I said they don't have to leave the house they don't have to pick up a phone they don't have to really do any of that to necessarily play with their friends so it's a uh, it's different man and uh my prime example just to give you uh an example of how social media plays a big part in this if you grew up in a certain era before the era of the camera phone and all these recording devices. If you had a fight or a, something embarrassing happened, and the only people who would know about it are the people who were there and the people who saw it. But now these kids face the pressure of just having, like if they get in a scuffle and they lose a fight, not only do the people who were there know about it, but the whole school has the possibility of knowing about it. I think I probably said this before on a previous podcast, but that's a different type of pressure that we knew nothing about. Like we, you know, you got to switch schools if you get beat up or dunked on in a video. It's a different type of pressure, man. So I just wonder, I'm like, are, these, are we creating fucking weirdos or are we doing the right thing essentially because, you know, you can't let your kid fall behind in the technology race. But then again, you don't want him to be a technological weirdo at the same time. So it's a, it's a, it's a, tough, it's a tough line to walk, just parenting these days. And like, what, what kind of what the fuck are we doing to these kids? And what kind of kids are we raising, man? You know, but while I'm on this, man, let me speak to absentee parents out there. Like, 
I don't understand how any person could just like up and walk out of a child's life. Um, so if you're going to put your dick someplace without a rubber, you should probably be. Um, you should probably be prepared to have a kid or be prepared to be a part of a child's life. Fellas always wear a rubber. Don't listen to what she says. I don't care who you are or how bad she is. Put that rubber on my G. Um, it's just it's just weird to me. I think I've experienced so many joys out of my child's life. I don't understand the dudes or the females who just walk away and choose not to be involved at all. It's just really fucking weird. Like, I understand not wanting to procreate now because of all the debt and just the world, like, just the world that we live in. Um, it's it's just weird, man. I just, like, I understand not wanting to have a kid, but having a kid and then not being in that child's life and then going somewhere else and starting over with a new chick and having another baby mama when you don't take care of your first kid, it seems weird to me, and, and it's just, it's fucking weird. Uh, so don't be a fucking weirdo. Remember to put a rubber on, and ladies, don't have babies you can't pay for, please. Um, not taking shots at anybody. I'm just saying don't don't have babies you can't pay for because the state of the world we're in is just, it's really fucking crazy. Like, I don't know what the world is going to be like in 20 years when that generation comes up, the fucking generation of robots. But, like, here's the thing. Seems like we care about the babies, but then there's stories like this, which makes it seem like, yo, maybe we don't care about the babies so much. It's pretty much, you know, if you haven't heard about it, there are missing kids in Iowa. This is why I say, like, yo, what the fuck is going on? What are we doing to these babies, man? Um, there were 48 juveniles who went missing just in the month of July. It's August 1st. So in the month of July, there were 48 juveniles who went missing in the city of Iowa. And they only discovered that because... They were searching for a missing University of Iowa student, Molly Tibbetts. So while on this search for Molly Tibbetts, they realized that they are there are 48 juveniles who were reported missing in this um, in the month of July. And then once the story got out, caused um, like an outrage on social media. It was a tweet by a lady named Shannon Kelly. And the tweet was retweeted and liked over 5,000 times. So I don't know. It did bring up, because I saw it. That's how I found out about the story, is on social media. And actually, after clicking a couple of articles, I realized it was actually factual. And it's just, it's crazy, man. But if you look at the number of missing kids altogether, it's astronomical and it's mind-blowing. But um, still no national news coverage. It's not a, doesn't get as much coverage as the asshole who we have in office. 
you would think, you know, since the children are the future and we care about the babies, that, you know, this would get more attention. It's just crazy, man. 19 boys and 17 girls between the ages of 13 and 20 went missing within a 10-day period in Iowa, especially in towns close to I-80. So it's... Like, it's very underreported. Like, it's not getting the coverage that it should. And that's the um, baffling part to me. But it's just crazy. And in 2017, 4,311 juveniles were reported missing to the National Missing Person Clearinghouse. That's averaging out to about 12 kids per day. I'm not, I think this was, these are only the numbers in Iowa, but I am unsure. And the numbers could be off or they could be skewed just due to the fact that they, the number includes people under 18 who are not considered lost, kidnapped, or endangered in some way. And a single single missing, missing juvenile can be listed in several entries throughout the year. So it means one kid, and they were saying that it could be one person running away multiple times through the year, which could skew the number. Some of these people just run away and are reported missing and then turn back up. If you don't know how big this country is on... Uh, let, let me let's just say the world. How big the world is on abusing children, you're sadly mistaken. I'm not gonna go off topic here and mention all the YouTube documentaries and um things of that nature that I've just seen where I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy. Just look at the Catholic Church and look at the Vatican and that's all you'll need to know about the kids. But it, it it's it's with all these juveniles that go missing every year, and we've already seen the kids in cages, which is still is still happening right now, kids going in a courtroom by themselves. And it just leads me to ask, like, yo, all these missing juveniles just part of sex trafficking? Because they say that's part of, it's like a big problem in Iowa, it's big nationally, but they say they have a huge problem with it in Iowa as well. So it's one of these things where it just, like if we really care about the kids, like why is this not national news coverage and why is this not getting, I I don't know, man. (laughs) Yo, it's just baffling because I guess once you have a child, you see the innocence in them and you realize, like, yo, they haven't done anything wrong to anybody, really. So for somebody to want to do something wrong to them, it's just really fucked up. So it's just a, like this shit is it's wild, man, just reading these stories. But on one hand, I know how people are with their kids personally and how overprotective they are but then what about these kids I'm not saying it's our responsibility but um, what about them man 
Like, yo, that Pizzagate thing, the DC thing, it may not have been true, but it's not 100% made up. I will tell you that much, man. Um, it is not just Washington. You need to check Iowa for Pizzagate as well, man, because 48 juveniles missing in July. I, I just hope they are all safe, and they hope they will be found unharmed. But the state of the world we live in, it just not it doesn't leave very much room for me to be that hopeful on the whole matter. Um, but as I said, man, like you think we care, but between the children in cages and what's going on globally, it's just abundantly clear that whoever's in power doesn't doesn't care about the babies at all. If you if you really want to be for real, for real, and um. Just to top it off, to 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 bring this point home is it's it's a very interesting article I read out of the New York Times, and it highlights the plight of the people of Venezuela. If you don't know what's going on in Venezuela, their economy has been collapsing since 2014. Inflation is through the roof. I think I touched on this on a podcast. I already know this, but if you haven't been able to read up on it or watch some YouTube or whatever it is, whatever your method of research is, you should um, probably check it out just to see <laughs> the level of depravity and inhumanity that is going on in Venezuela right now because it's 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 just utterly ridiculous. And the article that I'm speaking of is out of the New York Times, as I stated, and it's it brings light to the record numbers of children that are suffering with severe malnutrition in Venezuela and hundreds of children. Children, the ones who have never done anything to anybody, have died. The article, it actually starts out where it tells the story of a 17-month-old Kenya Beast, Aquino Machan, who starved to death. I'm probably butchering that name. I am so sorry. You can go read the news article yourself. But, um, yeah, 17 months old. That is a year, almost a year and a half. And uh, starved to death. Mind you, this gets no... No CNN coverage, no whatever your favorite news outlet is, that media does not cover it if you want to keep it all the way 100. So just just be aware that this is actually going on. But you've heard nothing in the news about a 17-month-old baby starving to death because of inflation and people not being able to find food. But let me continue, let me continue. Hunger has stalked Venezuela for years, and it's now killing the children at an alarming rate. The type, the, as I said, the condition started in um, 2014 when the economy began to collapse. Like, and if you don't know and you haven't been following, there have been protests, riots, just all types of stuff going on since this started. As I said, I, I've seen documentaries and I've watched documentaries of people trying to feed their babies and having to wait in line 
for hours just for the basic necessities that they need to get by. Um, and they say that the riots and protests are over lack of affordable food and excruciatingly long lines for basic provisions. They have soldiers posted outside bakeries and angry crowds ran- ransacking grocery stores. And these, these activities are just shaking Venezuela to its core as a country, which is, you know, if you really saw documentaries and saw what was going on down there, you would be, you would be appalled, I hope, if you have any form of humanism in you. But don't get it twisted. There are still people making money off of these people. While they have riots, while they can't get food, while they have to wait in hours for food, it's it's just crazy. And this is leading to this crisis that they have on their hands with the children dying of malnutrition and starvation. Doctors at 21 of the public hospitals in 17 states across the country said that their emergency rooms were being overwhelmed by children with severe malnutrition, the same type of malnutrition that gets found in refugee camps. They even said sometimes the child dies in the doctor's arms due to dehydration. Can you imagine not being able to feed your baby and your baby dying of malnutrition and dehydration? Like, could you really imagine, like, you would, I would want to murder somebody, but there's nobody to murder because the people you want to murder work for the government and have guns and weapons and shit. And this is what they're doing to the babies. This is the point of the show, to the babies, man. It's not, they're doing it to the adults too. But if the babies, man, the babies, man. The, they, the report documents that parents go days without eating. Women are at sterilization clinics to avoid having children that they can't feed. And young boys are leaving leaving home to join street gangs to scavenge for food. And adults are storming the dumpsters after restaurants close at night. And in the article, it said all the young boys who are part of these gangs have stab wounds to show for all the battles they've been in. And, like, just the thought of people having to storm dumpsters just to possibly feed themselves and their babies. Yeah, you know, I hope it doesn't have to get like that here before people actually see what's going on. It's just sad, man, because there are children arriving at the hospital with the same height and weight of a newborn. And these are children like in their, like who are five and six years old who are the same height and weight as a newborn. Babies. These are babies, people. Like I can't beat this through your fucking heads, man, because y'all are either going to get it or you're not. Um, this is why I say think globally, not locally, because don't ever get it fucked up. Like, it can't happen here or 
it won't happen here because it's it, it's coming. Don't, don't get it fucked up. It's coming, man. And this is for Venezuela. In the Ministry of Health's 2015 annual report, the mortality rate for children under four weeks old had increased a hundredfold. Maternal mortality had increased nearly fivefold in the same period. Which means the babies are dying either right when they're born or they get to live a month and then they die due to the harsh conditions. It's just crazy, man. Doctors interviewed by the Times and nine of the 21 public hospitals said they encountered nearly 2,800 cases of child malnutrition in the last year alone. Nearly 400 of those children died. So, <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's it's really sad, man. The children are the future. All this other rhetoric that they push on you, but the whole world is just sitting by, just watching all of this happen. The child sex rings. The Catholic Church is getting away with abuse. All these abuse scandals come out children in cages, um, children with anxiety and all these other disorders that they're coming out with these days, the way autism has run rampant. It, it just cr It's crazy that the world sits by and watches this, especially what's going on in Venezuela. And here's the real kicker to all of that is that all of this goes on in Venezuela, but they have the largest proven oil reserves in the world. And if you don't know, oil is money. So is Venezuela a victim of the petrodollar? I'm going to say yes on that one. That's 100%. Um, but it's just, it, it's wrong. The babies who've done nothing to anybody are dying for lack of food. And nothing is being done about it. There's no help on the way. It's nothing. Because at the end of the day, it's all about the dollar. And it's, uh, it's just, it's just fucked up, man. It, 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 when you think about it, like, these are the babies. We care. We overcare. We some punk-ass parents. Just to, I guess, stop our babies from starving and, I, yo, I don't know anymore, man, because the world is just going ape shit. if I'm going to keep it a buck, man. And um, all of that just to say, man, like, yo, listen, listen to me, listen to me. Yo, listen to me. If the world is going to sit by and let the baby starve, right, what the, why, why do you as an adult think this can't happen to you? People don't give a fuck about adults, but they love the babies, or so they say. But in that same light, there's babies starving, people dying, all this other stuff, and nobody does shit. So how? Like, how is it? I'm sorry for breathing all heavy in the mic, but it, it it's just mind-blowing to me. Like, yeah, that depopulation agenda is really real, people. And 
Venezuela is a victim of it. I'm just throwing that out there. That's not even in the notes. That's just off the top of the head. But as I say, yo, all of this just leads, you know, it's fine to acknowledge it and try to share the information with you guys, but it's just like, what kind of world are we raising these kids in and what kind of world are we going to leave them with? Um, it's just crazy. I, like, I can't even imagine like my kid in a cage or my kid starving because there's a formula shortage in the country or just some other shit. Granted, it could easily happen very easily, and this goes on in more places than Venezuela. I just don't have the numbers on everywhere right now. And I you know, I, just, I can't understand. It's like, yo, as I said, I, I don't know if I'm a punk-ass parent or I'm just trying to stop my kid from starving or go through some crazy shit. But the even sadder part is that, you know, I got to sit here and do a show about this shit. Because these are things that people might never be aware of just due to the fact that the media doesn't report it and the way everything is going, it's only going to get worse before it gets any better. And that's that's the real, the really, really fucked up part is that, you know, it's only going to get worse before it gets any better. I don't know if this world or planet will be around to um, see that or make that turn or maybe the elite will be in their underground bases and their bunkers or whatever but yo remember it's for the babies man so with that you know I will leave you with this we have to figure out a way to explain to the babies and the children that it's a cruel, it's a cold, cold, cruel world out there. But we have to do it at the same time and from a perspective that they can still be children and have a children's mindset, but know that world exists. And that's the it's a it's a fine line to walk and it's a tough thing to do, but we have to be realistic with the kids and we have to let them, you know. We kind of let them, we have to let them know what's what. And we can't give their little punk asses everything they want. Because while we give them everything they want, there's some kid in another country or somewhere else, even in this country, who's fucking starving half to death. So, you know, if we're going to put an effort forth and act like we care about the babies, we should make it all the babies. Not on no, not on no funny man Catholic church shit, I promise you. But it's just baffling, man. Um, Yeah, so parents, if you are listening, you know, I understand it's nice, but just find a way to break it to them. Like, you know, you're in this environment, but your environment is not what everybody knows. So there's some cruel, cruel shit going on, but you you still get to be a kid and not care, but we as adults should be aware of the things that are going on and just know like, yo, listen, the world is bigger than your kid because your kid has to encounter a kid who's been through some shit at some point in his life. So always be aware of that and um, 
We can't save everybody, but, you know, let's get rid of some of these dumb fucking adults and save the babies, people. Uh, yeah, I know, it was a really heavy show, really uh, serious for the most part, but, um, yeah, that's how I feel right now. I'm just, you know, this is a topic I wanted to do, and I'm glad I got it done. Uh, appreciate you for listening. If you don't have kids, I'm sorry. The show is going to bore you to death. Uh, but it is what it is, man. Uh, and lastly, this is what I'm going to say. You know, every time somebody gets shot by police or some, just some injustice that goes down that people don't agree with, especially black people, um, this this is just it. This is just the last note for people. Like, you know, can we please stop fucking marching and screaming, no justice, no peace? Because it, it seems very non-threatening for you to be saying no peace and you're marching peacefully. I know I've said this before, but like, yo, please, please, can we cut this shit out? Like, find a new chant or uh, stop fucking protesting because it don't do shit, but just please stop that chant. Um, that is it for PC Podcast, VOG Podcast, for tonight, August 1st. Um, it's going to be a good month, people. Uh, keep those numbers moving. I love you for listening. You can donate to the kid, dflint51 at gmail.com. Uh, Instagram at dhf818. Instagram at Derek H. Flint. You don't need my Facebook, asshole. Uh, appreciate you for listening. Uh, till the next episode, one.